Welcome to episode 5 of the Movie City Maniacs. On this episode, we'll be talking about the 1985 classic, House. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. Uh, this is episode five. Uh, we are going to be covering the House series uh, th- this uh, these next couple episodes, uh, starting of course with the first uh, film. Maybe we went out of order, like we're in like yeah. House Three, and then we're gonna, like maybe jump to House One and House Five. Well, I think in the yeah. in that case you, you could almost get it because I think House Three has nothing. House Three was originally like titled the Horror Show, and I think it had nothing to do with the House series, but they like threw it in there just because it had a bit of like a pedigree behind it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd some uh, box office numbers, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about the House series, today. and we're in the throw of uh, summer blockbuster movies too which is kind of exciting do you yeah. like summer blockbusters um I, I i like some summer blockbusters i mean I, I, sometimes i get kind of fatigued where you've you once you've seen one or two explosions you've kind of seen them all. yeah exactly but um th- this has been a, a good summer there, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of stuff i've been excited about I still need to catch up on a lot of them i mean i saw wonder woman the mummy yeah i still need to see all the marvel ones uh guardians and, yeah. and spider-man so i was actually thinking about it. i love being out embraced in the warm arms of a summer blockbuster like my brain doesn't have to do work at all like here are some explosions here's some popcorn and some soda enjoy yourself for like an hour and a half and by the end of this you're gonna walk out of here you're gonna feel great have you seen anything i went and i watched uh, spider-man actually last night spider-man homecoming yeah i really dug this movie it's actually fun to see like a spider-man properly done like the uh like the night you remember the 90s uh mtv cartoon Yeah, yeah it's pretty much like that but Live action, which I thought was kind of cool. So wait, are, do you mean the the, the MTV like CG one with yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that, that's not bad. I was hoping yeah. it'd be more like the '90s, like animated cartoon. Yeah, it's a bit more like high schooly. <laughs> yeah. Because he was high school in the MTV or maybe college, who knows? But yeah, I mean that's what I haven't seen it. But I've been reading a lot of reviews because I'm excited to see it. Uh, Spider Man's always been one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's kind of a character. He was my favorite superhero, and as I got older, I kind of grew up grew past him a little yeah. bit um, and it didn't help that the last couple films have been it decent stunk, but not, right? I, I wouldn't say stung but they've definitely had their issues yeah. uh, they, they were all okay or, or fun in, in certain ways but they all had even, so even number issues. three uh, well, that one maybe not so much. Yeah, <laughs> but even that one had some moments. There were some cool action scenes. Did I mean, you enjoyed part two? Didn't you like the Amazing Spider-Man two? Uh, well, again, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what yeah. it was. But like, I, there was things like I hated 
the rhino and I hated yeah. that opening scene. Like that first five minutes is like one of the worst yeah, five minutes terrible, in a right? comic book film. Uh, and there was definitely some cheesy moments. <laughs> Wasn't they, they he always crying in this movie? Was it just me or like every scene like he was yeah, just pretty much like balling, I, really, I thought I thought the chemistry yeah. between uh, Garfield and Emma Stone was, was Yeah, really it, was, it was good, but nah. But anyway, anyways, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's hear about the Spider-Man. I've, I've been hearing that it's uh, it's almost the high school moments are very John Hughes-esque. It is amazing. Modern John Hughes. It actually felt like like a almost breakfast club or even like Ferris Bueller, but with Spider-Man, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I keep on hearing that. I'm just so skeptical. It's hard for me to believe. I don't yeah. think anyone's nailed that John Hughes dialogue. Well, well, There's yeah. a great relationship between, like, I guess Peter Parker and his buddy. I forget the cat's name, but he's almost like a chubby Asian dude. Yeah, and he's like even like making like, can I be your guy in the chair? How about it? Can I be your sidekick? How was uh, Keaton as Vulture? He was so menacing as like a villain. I love Michael Keaton as a villain, man. Yeah. He there's this one scene where he's in the car with Peter Parker. I don't want to give anything away, but it is almost like um edge of your seat exciting hmm. yeah I thought he did a great job in this so th- this is of course Marvel's uh, first uh, time tackling the Spider-Man franchise Sony when Marvel went bankrupt and sold off all their franchises which I'm sure they're regretting yeah uh, you know uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four still with Fox and Sony yeah. had um, had Spider-Man. Spider-Man so this is finally that, their chance to, to hopefully do it right uh, do, do you I think, think this is do you think this tops uh, Spider-Man 2 which to me is like the oh, yeah, uh, the top well, of the heap as far as you know as what films? I think this is more of a um, fun movie whereas like part 2 had a bit of like uh, context behind it mm-hmm. there's no context in here other than like is there Spider-Man's any like emotional moments in this not one? not really there's a few like beats but it's more of a here is a bunch of like comedy elements and yeah explosions and Spider-Man punching baddies in the mouth. And, and my biggest concern, please tell me Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a lot of screen time. Um, that's a one problem with this movie. He has a bit, but it's more like uh, John Favreau was in this quite a bit oh, more, nice. which I thought was kind of cool. As uh, What's his character in the Happy? films? Is it Happy? Yeah. Yeah, something. I forget his last name. Yeah. But yeah. He, yeah he's uh, not Daredevil. So he's not Foggy <laughs> and Elson in this one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really want to see it. I was looking up actually um, if there's anything inappropriate to maybe take our I five-year-old don't- son. I think but, so. Uh, we'll see. I, I, there, there's always all these mo- movies yeah. always have like 90% of it's fine, but there's always like those one or two moments where it's like yeah. a little too Scary. terrifying. Uh, for kids, but uh, uh, the vulture was kind of like menacing, but I wouldn't yeah. say scary. What are you going to give? Uh, I'm going to give Homecoming. this like three point five. It was a fun movie. I think we're going to watch this. It's going to be a great movie, but it, there's no context, so it's going to be a bit hmm. not bland, but it's just fun. I thought it would have been a lot higher up for you. You've seen Guardians and Wonder Woman this year, yes. And Guardians like, is my favorite. Like that movie looked oh, really? amazing. That's, yeah. And you t- you put that over Wonder Woman even? I think so. Well, Wonder Woman was pretty good. Too. So I don't know. They're they're both like I think Spider Man's a bit below this because it's more of a summer action packed yeah. blockbuster. He's a bit of fun, but hey, it might hold up. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I'll definitely see them by the end of the mm-hmm. year. We'll see if any of these make our top ten of the year list. I mean, I, I always enjoy them. Uh, I don't know how many will stand out to be the top yeah. ten. I mean, Logan possibly because it's so different. And that's yeah. like its own. It's 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 not even like I don't even put Logan in with these comics. No, films. it doesn't it's feel like a thing, but. Uh, yeah, I only watched uh, one film this week. Well, what'd you um, watch? F- a film, for some reason, I don't know why it took me this long to watch it. I've known about it for the longest time. Flash Gordon from 1980. Have you seen this? Is it Flesh Gordon or Flash Gordon? Uh, no, Flesh Gordon I'm going to watch next. Okay, uh, perfect. From the planet Pawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the trailer for that many times. It's, oh, it's, a, it's always on all those trailer compilations I have. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. But no, Flash Gordon 1980. You've, you've seen I it? don't think I have seen this, actually. Wow. 
So this this was like a big film when it, yeah. when it was released, and it's it, it's what I miss in a lot of films these days, where it's like it's just goofy. It's trying to be like homage those old serials, and uh, yeah, it's just big goofy fun, big colorful eighties production. You know, the sets are it's a big space opera. Yeah. Um, Big practical sets, colorful costumes, lots of all these like kooky characters. There's so many like cre- not really creatures, but all these character designs Monster. and armor designs and everything, which I I thought I are really they trying enjoyed. to make a schlocky movie or are they like trying earnestly? Well, to again, make a movie? I think it's like trying to go back to those old serials. Yeah. So like, it's really hokey, and yeah. but but I don't know. Like the dialogue is hokey, but the acting is really bad. But I don't know if it's just because it's bad actors. Yeah. I can't really tell. But yeah, all the acting and everything is over the top. But I. I you can't not have fun with a film yeah. like this. Um, of course, you have the amazing, amazing Queen uh, did the theme song for this, where it's just like, blush, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> you know what? Is Queen the soundtrack of any movie I would watch the hell out of? Oh, like every, every song, I think they do, yeah, I think it's just actually the main song they do, and then they do like a bit of the, the score throughout with um, uh, with Howard Blake, I believe. Uh, okay. Um, and it, it's fantastic. Like, I'm the, pretty the sure the only reason I watched High, uh, Highlander, the series, was because of that Queen intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's so good. Uh, Max von Sydow plays Ming the Merciless in here, which That's was amazing. strange that you got an actor of that caliber yeah. playing this type of villain. Um, actually, the whole thing has this campiness that reminds you of the 60s Batman. If okay. Think of that, and that's this film. Like but with a bit more production value? Of, yeah, exactly. A lot of colors, big big sets, but the acting and the dialogue is kind of hokey like that. But yeah, all the character and, and creature design is great. You have, um, there's uh, Ming's right-hand man is pretty much Doctor Doom, but with gold medal <laughs> instead of silver medal. Looks identical to him. Uh, you have these hairy guys with gold wings, which are Hawkmen. Oh, that's amazing. Um, which was pretty cool. There's like these, these other like group of guys and they all wear like green. They live in the forest that looks like Endor and they carry around fencing swords. Uh, which, <laughs> was, was sure. Fan, fancy gentlemen or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You have, um, it's Timothy Dalton actually. Bond, oh, that's Bond amazing. Himself and he's got you know the typical kind of Errol yeah. Flynn uh, mustache, which it you know I, I love films like this where it's like these guys have laser guns yeah. and you have a fencing sword. Good yeah. fucking luck. Have some fun with that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I think you're just watching this film for all that. Like it's just it's fun. You know I mean it. It's a bit slow at times. The action scenes, of course, are not very well done. I mean this, you're not getting well um, well choreographed, uh, yeah, space orchestrated battles. Um, battles here, but. Um, I guess the 1950s like serials didn't have any of this. It was pretty much like, look out, zap, yeah. zap. Well, I think too. I think as, as much of it has all these big sets, I think it was still kind of a lower production, yeah. budget of production. I think it's one of those ones where like they took $20 million and made it look like $50 million or something. Um, there's a great scene because um, uh, Flash Gordon, he's just, uh, I don't know if you know the whole story, but he's like this famous, um, I think he's a famous football player. And... Um, he ends up uh, trapped. Ming the Merciless comes to Earth and he decides, oh, I'm going to have some fun. Let's just create all earthquakes and tornadoes. He's going to blow up the planet. And uh, there's a, the scientist guy who's a bit kind of losing it, going crazy, but yeah. he wants to try to save the world. And he forces Flash and this woman that uh, Flash uh, happens to meet on the plane into the spaceship and they go up into the planet and they have to then um, take care of take Mer- out Ming the, Ming the Merciless. Um, but yeah, there's this fun scene where like he's, he's fighting like these armored guards and he's getting his butt kicked. And then the one guy grabs like this um, globe that kind of like throws in the globe like a football and all of a sudden he can start <laughs> taking out the guys and he's like charging. It. Like that's the type of film you're getting which I, I thought was great um, really cool scene too where like he has to reprogram the scientist 
scientist guy. And there, it's kind of cool how it's done. Like they're rewinding through his memories, and you're getting flashes of all like real historical events. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but it goes like it goes back, and you see like that he had a wife or a, a girlfriend that died in a pool or something. You see like um, his parents escaping the war. Oh uh, shit! You know Europe during the war, and all that. So it's kind of like this, almost like. This um, serious moment that is like in a movie about a guy better with than that. yeah better than the rest of the film, but I thought it was kind of a really cool um, montage or whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. And then you get a big action pack finale, which again, action scenes not great, but when that Queen fucking song kicks on, yeah, you, uh, pump your fist. Oh, exactly, you're, you're pumping your fist. You go get him, Flash. Yeah, you exactly. Go get to go save the girl. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not a great film. It's not like you know this isn't up there with the best of the eighties. Yeah, but if you just want it's it's one those films you know you throw on a Sunday afternoon you just want a cheesy like on. rip off of Star Wars or something this, this is this was post Star Wars right oh yeah this yeah. is 1980 so yeah, okay. well, I guess it'd be it's only about three years after Star Wars but yeah like the it definitely doesn't have you know the space battles in this are literally where they were still like on almost like a, a string like still like kind of flat not really moving they're not swinging around like the uh, X-wing fighters yeah or they got like, like a dog with a helmet and floating in space <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah but yeah I, I enjoyed it enough I'm gonna give it three out of five alright uh, again I think it's one of those films you, you throw on a Sunday afternoon so is Flash his enjoy. Christian name or is it like Flash Gordon Shumway or something like that does he, <laughs> is Flash like his nickname I, I forget if, yeah. the, if it's his real name or it's his nickname I, I forget to be honest, but uh, yeah, because I, I was thinking totally recommend it's it. not too late to name your uh, second born Flash, <laughs> <laughs> Flash Chamberlain. Boom! Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty yeah. badass. I'm telling you, he, he's definitely gonna play basketball with a name like that, right? Watch it just for the song alone. I honestly want to go buy that soundtrack. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't picked it up already. It's like actually, Flash, do do savior of the universe. Do, 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 <laughs> it sounds do, like like a a commercial that was like flash, trying to sell us flash toys. Do do. <laughs> Yeah, totally recommend. Did were you watch they, anything else? Were they trying to sell us like Flash Gordon toys? I don't think so. I think yeah. like Flash Gordon was popular in what the forties, fifties. Yeah. So I wasn't really like, a, hey kids, here's remember yeah, Flash no, Gordon. I, I think it was just one of those things they tried to bring it back. I think they yeah. tried to do a Flash Gordon uh, TV, TV series like uh, a year or two ago. They did a pilot that failed. Yeah. Um. He, he's a character like the Shadow, like the Phantom. They yeah. try to bring him back every couple yeah, but years. No one really cares. Every ten years or so, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Watching this, I was kind of like, I be down for another take on this like yeah. something again i'm one of the few that really dug uh john carter of mars and i was kind of getting yeah, like true. this would work like you get that kind of budget which will probably never happen thanks to that movie bombing so bad but like this movie with a bigger budget it could just be this really fun space epic that Oddity. isn't isn't as serious as like star wars but you know it's it's not too goofy either it's kind of like that perfect just entertaining space opera. <laughs> Anyways, did you watch anything else? I watched uh, the uh, Tom Hanks movie, uh, The Da Vinci Code. Actually, I was uh, almost mesmerized by this movie. I, yeah. It was kind of cool, and I really loved uh, the, like, the glues, and they're trying to solve the mm. crime, and like how it actually kind of made sense, like how they and, like, ripped the, apart the, take the on uh, the, uh, Da Vinci. Yeah, the, and the take on like the Bible. The Blood of Christ, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it was an interesting movie, an interesting like uh, way to spend an afternoon. Paul Bettany, like uh, flagging himself and yeah. shit. Like I love like uh, these uh, zealots who just kind of like actually constantly like, wrapping uh, thorns around their yeah. thigh to repent for their sins. And that guy was terrifying. Yeah, like I used to make fun of albinos. Never again am I going to make fun of an albino. <laughs> 
I actually just watched that movie for the first time. What was it last yeah. year? And, and then I watched Angels and Demons. And yeah, I was. I was Does Angels and Demons hold up to the uh, this one? Or yeah, some people like it more. Yeah. Like it, if especially people that are into horror films, I could see yeah. them almost enjoying it more because that when it's like someone is going around murdering priests oh, in like very crazy. like saw like saw like methods. But yeah, I, I watched them both that last year for the first time. And again, that was one of those movies like I bought and and just. Bought it when it first came out and sat on the shelf, and I don't know why because I wanted to really see it. Sometimes it happens. I just buy movies. I'm really excited. Somehow, like they get lost in the shuffle, shuffle. and and then you know I'm never in that right mood. And Mm. you know it's a two and a half hour movie or something. Yeah, it was pretty long. But uh, yeah, I remember like loving it too, and I was surprised. Never felt boring, which is kind of cool. Like they're all going to a new location. Yeah, it's constantly. It's 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 almost like a chase film, and they're constantly on the run, and everyone's after them. But yeah, I'm really surprised that doesn't that film doesn't get that much recognition I mean obviously it was a big it hit when, it came, when out, it came out but I think even like critically it, it didn't really like a lot of people think it's a terrible film and I don't know like it I, th- I thought it was pretty dope I, I really dug it yeah I'm giving it 4 out of 5 yeah, yeah I nice. really that's dug it probably what I would give it to I actually need to check out the third film which you know again like did that just me, come out like Inferno? yeah I think it just came out on DVD and Blu-ray uh, not mm. a couple months ago but uh, that, that's from you know if you asked me a year ago if I had any interest it would have been like no it looks nah. terrible but now seeing the, the first two in that Tom series Hanks, I mean, more like like Tom, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Tom Hanks was great in the eighties, wasn't he? The Burbs. I still think he's great. Money Pit with you. And, yeah, he he still. I mean, Road, Road to, to Perdition. Perdition. Even uh, what's that yeah. one? Um, Castaway. No, the one with the terrorists on the boat. Um, oh, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips, the true story. That was mm-hmm. a fantastic, really tense film too. Uh, and he, he seems like a nice dude, doesn't he? Like yeah, just an all around yeah, good yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I think my problem, he always does those, like a lot of those Oscar, like trying to, oh, yeah, so yeah, desperate yeah, yeah, to get yeah, that yeah. Oscar, which I think he's won an Oscar oh, of by course. now, right? He's probably got one for Forrest Gump for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he, he does a lot of those films that Oscar almost seem like, yeah, exactly. They're trying maybe a little too hard. But uh, did you watch anything else? Or? I know that was it for me. I just watched the two, Spider-Man and... Uh... Cool. Well, uh, I guess without you, do you have anything else you want to... Out or should we? Yeah, uh, you want to jump into house? Let's jump into house. House party. Uh, before we get into it, here is the trailer to uh, wet your appetite. This is a house where no one should live. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. Daddy? (laughs) But no one is ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Hi. Sandy. Now. It wants you. Horror has found a new home. At your own risk. The synopsis here, a troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. 
Which doesn't really describe how terrible this guy's life is at the time because yeah. it doesn't mention that his wife has left him. <laughs> his child After his child was abducted, yeah, or goes missing. Carrying around this unburdened guilt of like uh, not murdering his friend, but like letting his friend get captured by the Viet Cong, and uh, and then also the film opens up. His aunt doesn't just donate on the house; it opens yeah. up with her hanging herself, which is it's quite disturbing. There is something almost like a terrifying about watching someone hang. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, the, the film it's a really cool opening actually. Mm-hmm. It um, this this young. Uh, is he the paper boy or some... Th- a grocery, uh Grocer, okay. Uh, yeah, comes into the house and he's trying to find the, the old woman and she's just hanging there and it's very it's creepy. Just swinging. Yeah. Um, this was directed by Steve Miner. Uh, most people will know him from Friday 13th 2 and 3 fame, mm-hmm. uh, the director of those. Uh, Friday 13th 2, one of my favorite yeah. Sasha films and probably horror films in general. Um, so it was kind of cool to... I I, forget, I didn't even know he directed this. I, I, I guess I should mention, like I watched this film... A while ago. Years ago when it first hit DVD yeah. or something. And I came away not too impressed. I just felt I, it was all over the place a bit. Yeah, it is kind of a bit. Like, there's not really a whole lot of narrative. It's just kind of like yeah. jumping from uh, scene to scene to scene. And I, I enjoyed it more this time, but I do feel like the tone is kind of... I feel it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't balance... To do it that. is a, a mixture of like a horror, comedy, and yeah. fantasy all but, combined but in I, I feel like it doesn't. You know, it swirl. doesn't... Um, it doesn't balance them all out enough, I think. Like, yeah. where I almost think of this franchise because I've heard part one is more horror for house, and then part two gets even goofier. And it kind of reminds me right. of the Evil Dead series, where part one is the horror, part yeah. two is uh, is goofier. But I feel like whereas like Evil Dead two, you know, you know, you're, the first one's a horror, the second one's like a horror comedy, yeah. and the first one has a bit of comedy elements, but it it feels it's, it's like ninety yeah. percent horror with ten percent comedy. Whereas this one, I feel like it's like. Trying to do like it's like yeah. 50 50 and it doesn't 40 50. And I just feel like it doesn't um balance it out well. It does enough. have a hard time, yeah, like drawing the line and then like it's walking down this tightrope. But it's just, horror comedy is one of the hardest things to yeah. actually make good. So, but and anyways, we're getting a bit off yeah. track. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, produced by Sean S. Cunningham, of course, of the writer and producer and creator of Friday 13th fame. Yep. Uh, it's starring William Cat uh, from Carrie. Uh, horror fans yeah. will know him. And of, and probably the most famous, uh, he's probably most famous for the, the TV series, The Greatest American Hero, uh, <laughs> one of the early superhero on TV and film. Uh, George Went, of course, of Norm, Norm. from Cheers, is uh, awesome in this. <laughs> he is amazing as like, he is a lovable neighbor yeah he's great he's great in this um richard mole uh from night court what was the name of night court bowl or something uh he plays his um friend uh soldier in vietnam big ben and uh kay lens plays uh i believe his wife i don't know what she did too much but anyway the the other thing i didn't realize though this was actually co-written by frank decker yeah of uh of course uh night of the creeps Creeps and monster squad fame this was his uh this was his big uh opening writing gig oh get out of here and the cool thing is i was watching the uh, making the i I watched this on the arrow blu-ray which has a great hour making of documentary but uh he talks about it and originally this was i guess him and his buddies went and saw the Twilight Zone movie, and they're like, "Oh, we should do like our little own anthology that film." Makes a ton of sense because, like, I was actually pulling like uh, comparisons to uh, what was a Joe Dante segment of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. where it has like these great monsters. Yeah, it just like almost looks like um, uh, plastic caster masks, yeah. and this one has, is plentiful with these great monsters that kind of just terrorize this house. Yeah, which yeah, is real yeah. Cool. I'll talk about those in a mm-hmm. little bit because uh, you're right. That I mean, that's 
one of the main reasons yeah. she watched the film. But yeah, so it was actually going to be him, um, Ethan Wiley, who's the other co-wrote this script with him, Steve Miner, of course, and Shane Black of uh, Nice Guys and uh, Predator. And I didn't know that. Lethal That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, they were putting together this project and it didn't really work out. And then he had this like leftover segment. Sure. And uh, But I think his, his take on it was actually like a straight horror film. Yeah. And it was when uh, Wiley... Um, Worked on the script with him. He turned it more into a comedy, but um, that would have been that would have been interesting. I wonder if it was like as a straight because the other thing is this was one of the first films, at least maybe not one of the first films, but it was like an early film in the time dealing with uh, PTSD that yeah. all the soldiers were coming home with uh, after Vietnam. So it was kind of cool that you know a little film, a goofy film like this, was like one of the first to address that. Which you you definitely Serious nature. yeah. So yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. curious to read the original script for that. But um, maybe that's how they did House Five. They just kind of did like went yeah. back, they went back to horror, <laughs> like a Chucky. <laughs> like Chucky's gone back to horror. Yeah, House goes back to horror. <laughs> the fifth. But yeah, let, let's talk about the film. What works, what doesn't. Um, I think yeah, like I said, I think the tone unfortunately hurts the film because it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things, reasons to watch oh, the yeah, film. Of it, it's still it's still an entertaining film. Again, the comedy works and the horror work. They just don't swirl together. Yeah, um, like you mentioned uh, the. The, the highlight for me is all of the, uh, the the practical effects and the creature oh, design. Looks so great, right? Um, what do we have in here? There's um, there's his wife who uh, turns into a monster, and, and she's kind of like this great. big witch yeah. creature. And it, even her laugh is something right out of Evil Dead Two. Yeah. It reminded me of there's uh, there's like this flying skull bat creature yeah. that right out of uh, what's that movie uh, Hellraiser? Yeah, there's um, actually. Uh, I wrote down they kind of all remind me of something like you'd see in like a garbage pail kids yes, film or yeah. something. They, they're all kind of weird and kind of gross looking. Yeah, and there's uh, the really cool and almost kind of actually scary is the creature in the um, the closet. Yes, the first uh, creature that we see. Um, what else is there? There is yeah two uh, almost like twin esque monsters that steal the yeah, little yeah. kid, which they didn't look that great, but they're still kind of cool looking masks. And oh, and there's even like the swordfish that comes alive. That was actually kind of creepy, man. Yeah, it reminded me of that opening from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. That I thought was kind of dope. Well, and then you you get kind of some ghost images too. I mean, he sees like his aunt. Uh, hanging herself. herself and then disappearing, and so it, it's weird. It's kind of like this mix of stuff like that that yeah. is actually kind of scary. And then it's like these goofy, you know. Here's a montage of him like getting the cameras ready. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. The, there actually is an '80s montage, and it's after he kills one of the creatures and he has to bury the body. It's weird, right? Like it, it makes <laughs> it feels so out of place. No but, sense in this movie. But I, it's you know it's the '80s. You got to yeah. have that montage. It yeah. was literally like that was a staple. If your film did not have it yeah. in the '80s, did not have a montage, it, it was wasn't. not going to get recognized. It would be it would be forgotten. <laughs> it would be panned. <laughs> It'd be a pariah of the '80s movie. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think. Um, yeah, some of these things work really cool. Like, uh, I guess his aunt was a painter, so all the paintings that she had throughout the house were like hideously ugly, but like really almost uh, terrifying. See, I, I had a problem with those paintings because I thought like it was supposed to be this old haunted house. Yeah, and I'm like those paintings don't look like old paintings. But then you find out that it's supposed to be his aunt was painting them. Yeah, what's really cool about that? Did you know who actually painted those paintings in the movie? No, uh, William Stout. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, I, when I was a, a, a kid, I used to collect these trading cards, and they were yeah. like. Like the William Stout, um, he he's most famous for doing um, uh, 
his uh, drawings of uh, dinosaurs and whatnot. Okay. So he used to actually he actually had a trading card line that me and my cousin used to oh, collect. Oh, awesome! Of all because they're really cool, all the different paintings. He had. But he also did like the um, a lot of the designs and stuff for Conan the Barbarian, the original oh, '80s awesome. film, uh, Return of the Living Dead, and even like recently the Mist and the and Pan's oh, Labyrinth. So in uh, Masters of the Universe, so a lot of like when you see some of those cool <laughs> the universe the Dolph Lundgren version. Um, yeah, I know he he's a great artist. So I, I remember seeing those and being like, "Those are kind of cool," but I don't feel they fit the film. And yeah. then when I found out the William Stella, I was kind of like, "Ah, I'll, I'll allow it." <laughs> but yeah, if you if you want to see some if you want to see some awesome uh, artists renditions of dinosaurs, t- t- type in William Stout on your computer. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Those were they're they're kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, one of the standouts for me in the film is uh, the score by Harry Manfredini, oh, so also of Friday Thirteenth right? fame. Uh, I almost think this score is as good as his Friday Thirteenth yeah. score. Like we usually do on our old podcast for our October series, we would um, do like top ten scores to play at yeah. a party, a party or something. Which we'll, we'll maybe continue with the yeah, movie we'll Maniacs. We'll see what happens. But uh, and, and this never came up. But I think there would definitely be a tuner. Or two that would be great for yeah. uh, definitely a, a horror movie. A house or, party. Or, sorry, a horror party. Some house yeah. music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was really surprised. Move over how like cool grindcore. We're gonna play some house music. <laughs> Um, I, I love too. We didn't mention that. Um, so William Cat, who, who's getting this? I, I thought he yeah. did a good job of, um, you know, handling the the comedic and the the dramatic moments. But uh, what I what I like, and I always love it in horror films. You always see it, in, you know, occasionally. He's actually a horror writer. Again, he's Stephen King. Yeah, exactly. Essentially is what but he is. The, do you, the one problem I always have with this, and it's in all these films, is that the horror writer is a always like above horror. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's never like like Stephen King. I'm assuming likes writing horror. That's yeah. why he does it. But in these films, it's always like they're above horror and they don't want it. And you always have their, the fans are always like these weird, strange, annoying people. <laughs> they really like ham that up in this one. But like, I find who that are in these all, freaks? All those they're, films. they're your fans. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've thought uh, I really like that angle, and it yeah. it also you know it adds into his his next book he's writing. He wants to skip the horror and write about yeah. his experience in Vietnam, and that kind of sets the whole film off in, in motion. Going into motion. Uh, what did you think about the Vietnam scene? So throughout the film, you have flashbacks uh, to his Vietnam experience. They looked terrible. Yeah, like it felt like it was definitely a soundstage. Like, yeah, it felt like. Um, I find that almost like a play in Toronto. Yeah, I find that I don't know. I find like any film that has war scenes through flashbacks or for whatever reason, it always comes off as a little bit campy. It's like yeah. it's kind of like if you don't have if you're not doing a war film, you don't have the right budget. It just comes yeah. off like everything. This every, every the the costumes just kind of feel yeah. a little cheap, and all the 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 acting and I don't know. The, the, it, it does. It just feels really. On the one hand, you could say it's fine because maybe this is supposed to be. It's almost he's, like his book. He's so maybe he's exaggerating it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I wasn't really a fan of them. And that's again a problem with this film is yeah. like you have the serious moments about his kid going missing and the, some of the haunting moments, and you have these goofy creatures and comedic moments with you know. We forgot to mention there's like a hand that is... Oh, that's amazing. The dog runs off of the hand and then the, the, this kid comes in and they hit the hands on the back yes, of the kid's... Bite it. Um, but yeah, so you have moments like that and then you have like these Vietnam moments that 
take up a big chunk of the film. I yeah. mean, it's, it's only an hour and a half, and I would say the, the Vietnam sequences guess, are, what, 20 minutes of film? I guess maybe, they or? did try to, like, show, like, uh, these things that only were haunting him because of his guilt. I guess that's yeah. kind of like that. Well, it, it's definitely a main this. part yeah. of the plot. We, we won't spoil yeah. exactly what is going on, but it's definitely the, the Vietnam sequences play a main yeah. part of the plot, but that, to me, it doesn't mean they were that interesting. Yeah. I get why they're there. They yeah. definitely had to be there, I but think, I think they could have made them a little... A little more interesting, I think. Yeah, that's a big problem with this movie. Like going, jumping back and forth between the house and Vietnam. It's like, well, uh, it didn't really uh, mold well together. Didn't stir together. Yeah. But George Went was amazing in this. Well, yeah. Let's talk um, about him. uh, Chevy Chase esque. Yeah, I I thought he was he was perfect in this film, and that like. I guess he doesn't have too many dramatic moments, but he perfectly nails a comedy. He's never too goofy. Yeah. It's like he's in on the joke, but he doesn't like let you know that he's in on the joke kind of thing. I, I that one scene it, where he's but... like, oh, that girl next to him is such a well, yeah, crazy yeah, dingbat. Yeah. Like, Fuck her. Like, I can't believe, like, oh, that's my aunt. Oh, lovely lady. Great, great, great. Uh, yeah, like the, the timing on that was <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I, I actually wrote that quote down because as soon as that scene came up, I was laughing my head off and I like paused the movie, looked up an IMDb and copied it so I'd have it for this. Maybe, uh, maybe I can throw the clip in. We'll see if I'm lazy or not. Howdy, neighbor. Just move in? Yeah, last night. Harold Gorton. Hi, Roger. Roger. Well, hey, it's great to have a new neighbor. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Biggest bitch under the sun. Just a senile old hag, really. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her, you know what I mean? She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Just a, a saint, really. And uh, such a beautiful woman for her age. Like the way he delivers that. Oh, it was so good. And yeah, like I am totally butchering that. You have to yeah. see it in the film. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just so good in the in this film as like that friendly, cautious neighbor. He's he's, he's kind of like over welcoming a stay. Like he, I guess he is actually has a heart of gold because he mm-hmm. actually sees this Vietnam vet who's like struggling and is worried. He, yeah, he's taking care of him, which I thought was kind of a weird thing. To I liked have. it. I, yeah, like he calls up his wife. Yeah. and she's like just letting you know, you know. Yeah, I was really worried when he came in and that was happening where he's kind of like not believing that they were going to go and he was going to be the guy like trying to, you know, there'd be like a conflict between the two. And yeah. I like that they didn't go with it. I like that till the end, he's just trying to help this guy. Yeah. He's a fan of him as a writer and he sees the guy that has issues. He's probably worried that he's going to commit suicide. Yeah. And he's, well, he is. That's why he called the cops. Well, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I like the his character in yeah. this. Um, I actually think I his character was my gone, favorite character like, it in the movie. could have gone way goofier. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. But didn't. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, so when the kid disappears, it's kind of weird the way it's done. So he's out gardening or whatever, yeah. and the kid goes strolls to the front, and then he goes looking for his son, and you see a car drive off, and they almost like... He got kidnapped. Yeah, maybe he was abducted, but then he looks over and sees the kid drowning in the pool, and then he goes in there but there's no kid it's in the pool it's hard to say what was in his imagination and what wasn't this is well, kind exactly. of weird about this movie because like his wife turns into a monster or maybe she isn't a monster it's like it's weird like that yeah right? like he kills her or thinks he does like mm-hmm. yeah so the, it's they set up from the beginning like is this all in his head this is how he's dealing son. with the loss of his son not to mention he's already dealing with the PTSD from yeah. Vietnam so I don't know it's kind of definitely it, racked with guilt it's kind of an interesting take that I wish they did more with I don't want to spoil yeah. too much we'll talk about it in the spoil but I think there, there's definitely they set up they set up a lot of interesting ideas, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they necessarily have a payoff. But uh, it's definitely an interesting take. You could you know look at this all. You probably could get really heady with it yeah. and like listen. None of these monsters are real. They're just physical manifestations yeah. of his uh, uh, inner psyche uh, playing out his uh, emotions and <laughs> what have you. 
But uh, yeah. Um, Did you notice the uh, Carrie esque dream? Like when he had the first dream uh, of him like going through Vietnam, then he sees like the uh, kid on the gravesite. Then he goes down and does a carry. Didn't the ending of carry when the hands yeah. pop up? Didn't that remind you exactly of carry? But like, except it was the dude from carry rather than carry from carry. <laughs> the the one thing I it definitely is. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but it's definitely very reminiscent of uh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Literally, think about a Poltergeist has that. It's like a, the wall or the closet, and it's like this portal you go yeah. in, and the and the kid. There's a kid disappeared in Poltergeist. This film, yeah, that's the, the true. Kid disappeared. There's like a portal in his closet. That, he go. He actually goes through. Isn't that from Poltergeist too, where they wrap the yeah. rope and go through? But yeah, I thought that was a little. I mean, this is the '80s, and this is Sean Cunningham, who was all about just what films we can rip off. Yeah, I mean, Friday Thirteenth was just like Halloween made a lot of money. <laughs> Here's Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mostly enjoyed the film. I was entertained, but um, at the same time, I mean, for it's only an hour and a half long. And there's parts where I was a little bit bored. I mean, we'll see. I, I've heard people hate the second film because it goes too goofy, and I'm wondering if maybe that will be more yeah. my thing. Because I feel like again, where this film, it, I just feel like if you're going to go it's, as goofy as this film goes, then just go all out. Don't. If the second movie doesn't have a hashtag of like the uh, second story. I don't know if this is a movie for me. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. There, oh, uh, one scene I thought was really cool reminded me of, of Krampus, which I guess Krampus would have ripped off yeah. this, but uh, where the kid gets pulled up the chimney that by those creatures. That was real cool, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, did you catch who, um, there, so two cops uh, come to his house when they think he's going to commit suicide. Did yeah. you catch who one of them was? No. Uh, X from, I don't know if you've got that far in X-Files, but uh, one of the, he becomes like a big important part of the X-Files. Oh, crazy. He's, he's done a bunch of other uh, yeah, no, I didn't recognize genre work cats. as well. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I caught that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to add? Or? I really don't. I kind of want to like, talk about, like, I can break, the, we could actually talk about this movie scene for scene and be like, oh, that was kind of weird how he did this happen. Oh, that was kind of good the way this happened. Like, when he had the harpoon gun, he was just kind of like branding it about and like, he just kind of went off. It's like, whoop, sorry about that. Yeah, there, there's a, the real, because he originally gets the, uh, he's going to sell his aunt's yeah, the house real and the real, realtor's uh, showing him the house. And yeah, that, that's just this random goofy scene. Like, yeah. the realtor picks up a harpoon gun, accidentally shoots it. It just misses the guy's head and he's like, oops, and puts it back and that's in. Like, it, 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 it makes no, no sense. <laughs> Same with even like the guy's like, I know your aunt. She wasn't mad but my wife is am i right <laughs> it's almost like a old like a, a vaudeville shtick from yeah. like the cat skills well again that that's one of those things yeah. where it's if you're gonna go have these goofy moments and just go all out yeah. don't try to like do a horror movie because at that point once you have like even that harpoon scene that's so early on at that point i'm no longer invest in some scary exactly like, oh, i don't man. i'm not really frightened and even yeah. none of the creatures are really that scary other than maybe the one in the closet like, yeah I'd say the scariest that was moment kind of cool jump scare was too. the uh, the woman hanged yeah. at the beginning, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I think again, I, I'm really excited. I haven't seen the rest of the series, and I'm really hoping that maybe House Two will be you know the one that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's this isn't a bad film. It's just um, it's not a great film. I mean. Again, yeah, I pretty much had the same experience uh, yeah. feelings. I mean, maybe I enjoyed it a little more this time around, but uh, it definitely has issues. What would you give uh, House before we jump into spoilers? I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, actually, I'd go uh, three out of five as well. Uh, one thing before we do jump into spoilers, I just wanted to uh, talk about something close to your heart. Yeah, <laughs> for this film, I always remember before, long before I seen this on DVD, this was the film with that. It's got a great poster the cover art. of like the hand with yeah, the key. Yeah, I remember always seeing that in the uh, the it movie shop. It's amazing, and, and, right? And always 
being like thinking was so scary. It has nothing about. to do with the movie. Yeah, you is, don't. That hand is nowhere. Yeah. Well, well, I, guess, yeah, I guess you do maybe, have the. Yeah. It's, it, it's not really. It's misleading. Yeah. Because I think that that hand in the movie yeah. too is like this big blue funky hand or something, yeah. isn't it? But that that scene was kind of fun with the the hand on the kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of okay. Well, there's there's a, there's a yeah. hot neighbor that again doesn't really play an important importance in this drops film at all. The kid off. She, yeah, so he he sees her running one time and he's like, ah, oh, she's kind of cute. He smiles at her, and then later on he talks to her when he's trying to hide the he's burying the body and he's trying to like just get her out of there. He's like, oh, I'm really busy now, and then yeah, randomly she just shows up with her kid and says, I, I'm going out on a date or whatever, and just mm-hmm. leaves him. I thought that was kind of weird, and he yeah. like follows the kid in the bathroom and he's bathing him, and it's, it's like I don't know, strange, right? right? <laughs> Something, something could be going on there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd trust I that shit. I don't know about these Hollywood types. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. that. that um, she was a character that was really completely pointless. Yeah. You could have removed her and you wouldn't have lost anything. There's a few so. characters in here that was kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. I would have been happy with just having the wife uh, yeah. and Norm. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, jump into uh, spoilers then. So if you spoilers. don't want to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead. The time will be in the info there. Um yeah, let's talk spoilers. Well, I guess so. You, you, weird, find, right? you find out the whole thing that's going on is that his Big his ben. army buddy Big Ben uh, was shot, and he wanted him to kill him because he didn't want to get caught and tortured. Yeah, but he can't do it. He decides he's going to try to save his friend, but he he doesn't make it in time, and he gets captured and tortured and yeah. dies a horrible death. So he blames Roger Cobb, the lead, uh, for his death, and that's you find out that. He actually abducted the boy and pulled him into the portal in the pool. Weird, right? Um, I, I don't know. It almost felt anticlimactic. Yeah. And 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 it's not the zombie soldier doesn't look bad, but again, it, it looked like um, kind of a Halloween costume. It didn't yeah. look as good as the other monsters. I thought. It yeah. Looked, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit cheaper. What yeah. did you think of it? Uh, unmemorable. Which yeah. is kind of. I did really enjoy though, where he rips off his arm and beats him with it. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice it was kind of weird? Like he cuts off his hand, but like nothing really happened. Like yeah. it's almost just like I was like a passing moment. It yeah. was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like that. It was kind of weird. Like this film, um, I, I don't know, is rated, but there's not really any blood and, and goo. Yeah. I was hoping for a bit of guts and gore and uh, yeah, like again because it kind of reminded me a lot of time of like Evil Dead Two or something. So mm-hmm. I was hoping to see a little bit more splatter. Yeah, but there really isn't any. Um, one thing I guess let's talk about then before we uh, end the episode is the ending. Personally, I thought it could have been much more interesting. It almost like ends almost just like a, oh, we ran out of money. Here's yeah. the kids back. We'll see you later. You know, at the same time as a father. Yeah, and you know. I don't know, losing a kid would be terrible. Of course, so, yeah. So I, I was kind of like, you know, I, it's this cheesy, happy ending, very anticlimactic, well, not very anticlimactic, but it, it could have been so much more interesting. But yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see this guy you get his fathers are ruining Hollywood, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't need the Miss style yeah. ending on this film. Yeah. I didn't need something. Again, with the tone of the film, I think if it didn't oh, end this way, it would have been too depressing. It would be and, amazing if, like, since I got tortured in Vietnam, your son's now getting tortured in Vietnam. It just shows him just, like, fucking taking off the kid's fingers and shit. Like, that would be like, where did this come from? Yeah. Could you imagine, like, how they end this movie? It yeah. just goes, rolls credits. Well, okay, it could have. I mean, again, yeah. a more interesting ending would have been if the kid died and he has to deal with it. And, yeah. you know, again, what we talked about earlier um, is that, you know, it could have been something like this is 
you know, was the kid actually abducted and this is him dealing with yeah. the issue, uh, kind of creating all this in his head and, and that he's also dealing with the PTSD P- yeah. that, uh, you know, that could have been a take on it too. They could have did something more with that, but yeah. you find out it's like, no, it's just this friend. Portal. portal it is. It's fine. Kid in the portal. I just feel like it. it is kind of a plot for plot's sake. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, we're having issues with the mic here, so I think we're going to end it. Um, do you have anything else to add? Or? Uh, no, I don't. Are you going to eat that strawberry, though, over there? <laughs> <laughs> we found a strawberry under Kyle's couch. <laughs> Just sitting there taunting me, like, go ahead and eat me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. We'll split it when we're done. Yeah, I don't have really anything else to add. Uh, we're going to watch House 2, which uh, you've seen before. Yes. A while ago, I believe. I, don't I think it's the it one. Recently. I think it has, like, a old war general, like, almost like a Colonel Sanders. Well, I know someone else from Cheers makes an appearance. Yes, yes. He does. Um, it's not Woody Harrelson. <laughs> it's not Ted Danson. That's unfortunate. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I'm really Maybe excited. Ted Danson's at number three. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited to check out part two. It's one that I've heard about for a long time. But then when mm-hmm. part one didn't really thrill me, I kind of put off checking out part two. But who knows? Maybe it will be more to my liking. Yeah. Um, again, this isn't a bad film. It's just a very... It's just an okay film. It's just kind of like, yeah, you know, you could do worse, but uh, it's not fantastic either. So anyways, this has been uh, episode five of Movie City Maniacs. We'll be continuing the series next week. Um, The second story. Join us on Facebook, Movie City Maniacs. On Twitter, we're the Movie City Maniac. Yeah, not plural, because they won't allow us to have enough characters. Those Twitter. Bastards. Twitter, am I right? And uh, email us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the house series. Uh, you know, what's your favorite? What do you think of it, the whole series? Um, you can email us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Oh, and one last thing. Um, it's very important that uh, that first month, to uh, if we want to gain some listenership, build that yes. community. Um to get that promotion on uh, iTunes reviews are huge and important. So, you know, we'll probably bother you for the next couple episodes. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, if you can, it takes literally a minute or two. Yeah, Leave us a bad. review, your thoughts on the uh, podcast. And hopefully, you know, if we get enough, it will g- get our name up there uh, higher when people search uh, horror and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. anyways, this has been episode five. Thanks for listening guys. Uh, stay scared. Sure. <laughs> Bye. Feeling better now that we're 